Hello to everyone tuning into the Highly Optimized Podcast today. My name is Ryan Sprague, and throughout this podcast, I will be showcasing individuals who are living a life beat to their own drum, sharing their stories, and revealing their valuable information for you listeners on how you can effectively take life into your own control, what steps to take to create your own path, and how to maximize your results in manifesting your dreams in this reality. Joining in with us today on the show is a woman who has not only been a huge influence in my self-development and positive self-image journey, but has also done the same for countless individuals looking to transform, connect to themselves and the world around them deeper, and take their experience of life to the next level. She has a background in business, an absolutely incredible amount of knowledge regarding how to go about healing traumas, especially those rooting back to childhood, and is the owner and founder of Training Camp for the Soul, a company committed to helping growth seekers dissolve fear and limiting beliefs, unlock potential, and maximize their performance. So please help me in giving a very warm welcome to the one and only Anat Puri. What's up, Anat? Thank you, Ryan. What's up? Good to be here. It's amazing to be here in person with you at the lake house. At the lake house, guys. <laughs> Let me tell you, lake life is where it's at. It's so peaceful and beautiful here. I don't want to leave. And I'm heading near the airport in like <laughs> T minus minutes. an hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think we were talking exactly. about it yesterday, vacation vibration, right? Yeah. Like when I'm at the lake or anywhere like this, it reminds me of how the simple things in life can just elicit the best vibration. And that's where I feel everything in your experience of life can stem from is that initial vibration of what you put off, what you're putting into your environment, what you're putting into yourself. All of it matters in the scheme of things. Yeah, absolutely. The question is, are people aware of the station they're tuning into and the vibration (laughs) and message that they are saying to themselves and therefore emanating out into the world? Yes. And that's where I feel like the only, you know, we, we talk about like perfection, right? We hear that word, right? But I feel if there is like a translation for perfection, it's awareness because awareness is the key to healing. It's the first step, right? So if you can become aware of things and become aware of your language, become aware of the energy that you're putting out and why certain situations keep getting presented to you in life, as long as you can continue to become aware through whatever process of inner work or healing that is, I feel that's the key to life. Cause if you can become aware and continue that process, Everything in due time, I believe, will figure itself out in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. <laughs> well, a key word you said in there is, um, oh shit, I forgot. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, is like, that's the starting point. Yes. So it's like showing up to a race. That's when like the horn goes off and, you know, that's the starting point. Yeah. And so it's very key and it's not enough to just be at awareness. I say that from experience of spending the first eight years of my 17 years of self-development doing work that just got me to awareness. Um, it can be scary if that starts piling up. You're like, what do I do with all this? <laughs> yeah, and it's not like there weren't, there wasn't an avenue next. It's just that avenue didn't get to the root of it. So my experience was trimming weeds. You were pruning, not derooting. Pruning. Oh, I like that. I haven't used that yet. I'm gonna Thank take you, universe. That. Yeah, yeah, I was pruning, not thinking that I was pruning. Yeah. So I imagine there's some listeners that are like. You know, you're having experiences now which blow in your mind, meaning they're getting you to awareness. You're like, whoa, I never saw. I didn't know what I didn't know. And then there's like such a desire when we become aware to shift to what we really want. Uh, And so that was my experience back then. It was like, oh, yeah, I'm aware of this. So now let me shift it to like what I really want. It's like becoming aware of the weed and trimming it, thinking you've gotten rid of it, going to the store, buying the seeds, what you do desire, (laughs) (laughs) coming back, and then like, shit, it's still there. Yeah. There's no room. (laughs) And so that the, there's a gift in awareness, but if you don't have the right tools to then clear it out, it's exhausting. And that was my experience of eight years of what I call trimming weeds, managing my garden. It's like, and, and, and 
it's it's frustrating, especially when you're so clear on like your dreams and what you really do want and you have the motivation and the aspiration to go for it um, or, or like the deepest desire. Yet the next day you walk, you walk outside, you look at your garden and same shit, right? <laughs> or, you know, you get out of a relationship, you become aware of who you were and all this stuff. And you're like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to Next time different. will be different. <laughs> yep. Only to attract the same thing again. And that was me. Yeah. It was hard. Hard. And, and I, you know, the, the longer you go and the older you get and we put pressure on ourselves as we get older that we should be at a level of success. We should all should, over ourselves. Yeah, we should all over <laughs> ourselves. And I've known people that were growth focused and excited and lost hope in developing themselves because you do it for years with the wrong tool, not the wrong tools, but just not the full toolkit, not the full toolkit, yeah. not something that gets the root out where there's actually room for what you desire. Mm. Cause you need to create the space to be able to have available space yeah. for something new to go in. Yeah. And then they get, you know, just resigned. Mm. Like, well, maybe it's not possible for me. Maybe this is as good as it gets. Mm. And I've also met those people that I've revived their hope and like, no, 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 all you were missing was the right tool. You're not out of the race yet. Yeah. Yeah. And that was my experience of like hitting ground zero after eight years of doing self-development work and having nothing to show for it at that time, being 32 years old abrupt end to like a five-year codependent relationship, being $40,000 in debt, living in New York City, lost in my career. And, you know, the pressure of New York City is like, oh, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. So everyone just tries to, you know, force and push through. All gas, no brakes. <laughs> yep. And, and, and like, and live, and then, create this this illusion this fantasy hmm. like i'm making it i'm almost there i'm almost there i'm almost there mm-hmm. and, like, and adrenal fatigue kicks in yep. <laughs> and exhaustion kicks in and the dep- and just sadness and like wanting to eat a half a pint of ice cream every night like i don't know what else to do but i'm supposed to keep going and doing and doing and doing yeah so just around this time nine years ago that was my life. Hmm. And yet the most frustrating part about it was, wait a minute, I have eight years of like self-development experience. And when I say eight years, I mean, like I spent three years in different programs in this organization and then the following five years in leadership roles there, hmm. not working for them, but volunteering, getting, gaining experience, right? Um, supervising courses with 200 people in there. Uh, so I had a lot of fucking awareness. Mm. <laughs> and I imagine it became a blockade instead of a opportunity after a while, because then it becomes like, am I ever going to be able to stop spinning my wheels? Right. A hundred percent. And that's what I wanted to ask is like, I imagine for some listening and I'm really curious to hear your experience too. Like when you're in that moment of spinning your wheels, right? Like what worked for you to get you out of that? I'd love to hear your experience and then maybe any tips you might have for like just little breadcrumb trails for people listening to pick up on that. Like it, say they're gaining all this awareness and they just, they feel that build up. They feel that momentum of like, what is this going to come to? Am I ever going to be able to fix these things? What might be a resource that maybe you tried that worked out really well for you and being able to take the next step? Well, it's what I teach now. Mm. <laughs> um, it what, works, by the way, guys. <laughs> yeah. Ryan is a graduate of the work. Mm-hmm. Um, you said a word in there. You said fix. I say first step is for people to realize that there's nothing to fix. Mm. It's all perfect the way it there's is. There's nothing to change. And mm. I know you hear, and some people hear that and they're like, that's so woo woo. What the fuck do you mean by that? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, you know, my, my dad, my mom, my this, my that, you know, they were assholes. It was this. You're telling me nothing to fix. That fucked me up. This, that, right? 
So I get it. <laughs> that the statement could sound very woo-woo. Yeah. And what I mean by it is it's not in the fixing of it. It's in the accepting of it. Like, yeah, that did happen. Yes, dad hit you. Mom and dad got divorced. <laughs> or in my case, yeah, dad did work 16 hours a day. He did not spend time with his little girl. And so there's a level of accepting it. Because usually when we want to fix something, then there's a rejection there. Like, it's wrong. It's not supposed to be here. Fix it. Make it go away. This isn't how it sh should have been. Yeah. yeah. Instead of, it happened. Like, Period. I need you to accept it at the deepest level. And usually accepting things like that means feeling some feelings that you don't want to feel. The grief, the sadness, the anger. But it's in that that you integrate it. Because that's what's left over. Yeah. The experience is yeah. long gone, yeah. long done. But what you're left with is a trauma. And how I define trauma is... Any experience that you didn't have the capacity to be with. I love that definition. And so something happened. And I mean, we're, we, we don't have our, you know, our full capacity, our logic, cognitive thinking in those early years, the formative years of seven and younger. And so something happens and you don't know how to fully feel it or make sense of it. But as humans, we're programmed to survive. So we come up with some way to survive it because we couldn't be with it as it was. Um, whether that's, it wasn't okay to cry or it was literally a big T trauma, as I call it. Like, dad hitting you. <laughs> yeah. Dad hitting mom. Like, what the hell does a two-year-old know what to do with that level of energy? They don't. So they shut down, run to their room. <laughs> yeah. Block it out, numb Block it out. Block it out, numb it out. Uh, and, and come up with some strategy to have that not happen. Hello, everybody. I hope you are all enjoying the show. I wanted to stop by and fill you in on our brand new, completely free to join Facebook community called the Highly Optimized Ceremony Circle. Now, I imagine many of you are aware of the newest creation within Highly Optimized, which is the Connect with Cannabis 10-week coaching certification program. Alex and I have been having so much fun empowering coaches with the skill set of coaching with cannabis and helping them up-level their coaching practice that we wanted to create a place where anyone could join to ask questions, receive free information on how to work with cannabis and the way we teach in the program, and be able to gain clarity around how to get the best results with their clients in order to become financially independent in their coaching practice. To join, hop over to the link in our Instagram bio and send us a request. It is our intention to assist as many coaches, facilitators, and healers as possible in the important work they are doing in the world. And if you were looking to join a community of like-minded individuals just like you who are passionate about helping their clients achieve the highest quality of life possible, the Highly Optimized Ceremony Circle is for you. I am looking forward to speaking with all of you in the group. And as always, enjoy the show. What are some like telltale signs of trauma, right? Like I know for me, my ego, the story I had anyway was my ego was very clever at hiding trauma from me. Of course, that's what it's meant to do. Protect us in some way, just runs amok. But I'm curious for those listening, because I imagine many people are going through what I went through. And I imagine what you went through too. Like, is there stuff in there? How do I even tell? How do I know maybe some patterns of escapism or things like that? What are some common things you see with people that generally have trauma, but may not realize they have it? Yeah. So 
Another way to look at trauma, because again, I know before I even gave my definition, people hear the word trauma and they're thinking big T. They're thinking, you know, sexual abuse, divorce, you know, physical abuse, neglect, being yelled at, all those things. And there's a lot of people that didn't have that experience. Uh, They had what I call developmental trauma, meaning... There's certain things, there's oh, there's a ton of things that as an infant, as a toddler, as a child, you are depending on your role models, aka mom and dad, to teach you so that you know how to take care of yourself and how to show up in the world, how to be with others. And if they don't model that to you, then there's a gap in your development. And that is developmental trauma. Mm. So then something comes up that is in that that you were that wasn't modeled to you and you don't know how to be with it. Right? <laughs> yes. that trauma you never is any it. experience yeah. that you don't know how to assimilate, how to be with, how to process, how to feel, how to behave, and you just go into fight, flight, freeze. Mm. Yeah, I know for me, like getting out of the sympathetic nervous system was a real big challenge. And one of the funniest parts was how my mind would play tricks on me, right? I would play tricks on myself, whatever way you want to look at it where I would say meditate for 20 minutes, but the whole time I was just, as you famously say, checking the box off. And I hadn't realized that pattern yet until I went through training camp because I started becoming aware of it and I was already aware of it because you had mentioned it in the beginning. Like, don't check the boxes. Make sure you're going through stuff and really being present and not just like rushing through stuff. And I noticed myself doing that in the first couple modules and became aware of it. And I remember it was very interesting because after I became aware of that, I started to really be able to realize that like with meditation, with all this stuff, I was still running from feelings. And so like getting deeper into meditation, deeper into the work, deeper into uh, being present, like at training camp, the retreat, it was awesome for me because I really didn't even remember a phone existed for like four days, five days, however long we were there. I don't even remember how long we were there. And so, you know, it's really cool to me because I feel like a lot of people listening are in that same boat where they're in their sympathetic nervous system. Maybe they're doing the meditation, they're doing this, but they're like, I'm not getting any results. And so I'm curious for you, like, what are some of the modalities you use to keep up on the work, right? Because again, we're all works in progress. And I'd love to hear like what you go through to continue making sure you're becoming aware, but also accepting and moving through that process. Like what are some of your favorite go-to tools or practices or anything like that? I love being out in nature. So anytime I feel unclear, overstimulated, anxious, it's like, go for a walk. Go for a walk, barefoot, feel the (laughs) ground beneath your feet, get the fresh air, breathe. That's if I'm just like on my own and just feeling uh, things are stirring up in my system. Uh, If I'm triggered... If my fiance and I get get into a fight uh, or disagreement, I know to take space for myself. That if I communicate in that mo- moment, I'm I'm emotional, and I will project out my emotions without necessarily feeling them first myself. And then the experience for my partner is going to be, this is too much. (laughs) What do you want me to do with this? And then he gets more upset. And and I'm like, I don't know because I haven't felt through it. So I want you to think of your emotions as a child (laughs) (laughs) and like, if you don't let that child express itself, you're not going to know what to give that child. And so I've learned through over time that the best thing I could do for myself in those moments is go take some space to myself, which to me is like you hear crying baby in the next, you're crying baby in the next room. 
you go and you tend to that. Yeah. And so I go and be by myself. I allow myself to, to, to have a good cry, to punch the pillows, <laughs> it's anger that's there. And honestly, usually what comes up at some point during that is my desire to distract. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, know that. We all, well. Yeah, we all have that. <laughs> I call them protectors. Mm. Mm-hmm. Whether it's like running to the kitchen to eat something or picking up your phone and scrolling through Instagram um, or, you know, I'm just going to go to the gym or, you know, just so many ways that turn on the TV, just get a drink, mm-hmm. smoke some tobacco or weed, yeah. right? <laughs> uh, anything to avoid Feeling the feeling. Feeling the feelings, being mm-hmm. with that little one. And so I recognize it somewhere in that experience of overwhelm, of upset, I'm going to turn to my, like, I'm going to cry and then I'm going to pick up my phone. Because mm. that's my go-to. I'll pick mm. up my phone and I'll just like scroll aimlessly. And, but I have a lot of awareness around it now. So mm. I'm like, hey, put the phone down, grab your journal <laughs> instead. See if you could dump some of your inner dialogue your out on paper. Yeah, yeah, your weight. And if I'm not there yet, I know that there's more to feel through. Mm. So I'll like close my journal and I'll just sit there and I'll just picture picking little Anat up in my hands and saying, it's okay. You're upset? Go for it. You're sad? Go for it. I love that. And then... Having that good cry. And, and here's what, what's, there's been studies on this, actually. You guys can Google this, that you can move through any emotion in 90 seconds. Mm. Once the resistance isn't there. Yeah. Someone's like, <laughs> or, or what are you talking about? A knot? Like when I cry, it, it's like an hour long. Yeah, you're not crying. You're indulging. Yeah. And, uh. <laughs> Or I'm angry for an hour. What are you talking about? It's not 90 seconds. You're indulging. Mm. How do you know you're indulging? Your mind is making up stories Mm. that are fueling it. Yes. It's like if a child came home from school and said, Mommy, Ryan wasn't nice to me. (laughs) He, you know, he didn't want to play with me. And... Instead of saying, it's okay, I know you're, you know, like... It's okay to feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine saying, yeah, because you're a loser. (laughs) And nobody likes you. Yeah. The child would get more upset. And trauma. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's what we do to ourselves, Mm. is like something happens and you're... If you haven't done enough mindset work or story work, you'll go into more evidence and more story... Of like why this is happening and the next thing you know, you're drowning in this emotion. And yeah, that won't be 90 seconds. And so when I say 90 seconds, I mean once there isn't indulgence or resistance, there's Mm. just acceptance of it, 90 seconds. Mm. This is true for kids as well. So like I said, there's been studies on this. Mm. And so when I fully let myself have that cry without resistance and wanting to like numb out with my phone or whatever, then the clarity comes through. Then I can grab my journal and then I could hear, you know, hear my heart, Mm. write it all out and be like, oh, here's what I was actually upset about with Mm -hmm. my fiance. Mm -hmm. And here's what I need. Okay. Now I'm ready to reconnect. Go have that conversation. Go have that yeah. conversation. <laughs> yeah. And lead with vulnerability mm. of like, when you acted this way, here's how I felt. You're not blaming them for how, how you felt. You're just saying it triggered this, yeah. right? And let's talk about why that maybe came up and work yeah. through it together. Yeah. Here's what I felt. And here's what I need mm. in the future. Like, I forgive you. We're not going to like, you can't redo the past. Yes. So in the future, I would appreciate this, this, and that. And then it's clear. Mm. There's no blaming. There's no shaming. Mm. And it's very clear what your request is. And it's vulnerable too. Because mm. I'm letting you know, here's what hurt or here's what I was feeling. And it's vulnerable to even ask 
for someone to, in the future, like support you in that. 100%. And one of the ways that I love how Angelo says it, right? When he has a challenge, he'll say, Hey, I want you to know that I love you so much more than this upset me. And this is how I felt when this happened. What I need right now is just a little bit of space. And I just wanted to talk about it so we can clear the air. And it's funny because yeah, it'll sting for like a hot minute. Right. And then on the other side, like the other side is always worth it. There's so much freedom to be had because then you realize, wow, actually that person really cares about me because they cared about me so much that they want to see me improve, right? And not even improve, but maybe come off in a way that is more like they see something in you that's like, hey, that's that's not in alignment with I know with who I know you are. So I'm willing to bring it up and talk about it and clear that air so you can be a better you. We can get along better and connect deeper and the world can go on, right? Like it's such a beautiful process and it brings me to like what I was thinking of when you were chatting, which is, you know, this is like an interesting question. And I, and I imagine it would go back to childhood because most things do. Yeah. Where do you think we started believing that certain emotions were inherently bad or and like, I imagine it is childhood, but as a society, like men, for instance, look at crying as a sign of weakness. Right. Whereas like you just said, leading with vulnerability is actually what a true leader does, masculine or feminine. Right. And so I'm curious about that, you know, like, why, why do you think certain things are looked at in society as quote unquote bad, like crying? Like, what do you think is there for men specifically? Yeah. I mean, just years of that being the narrative. Mm. God knows for how long it's been the narrative mm. and the narrative stays the narrative until someone edits the script. <laughs> and so, um, if that's what your role models model to you, whether they said it, they um, acted that way or uh, you that's what you felt from them. That's who you learn it from, as well as then society, your, your peer group, all of that. Mm. And it just gets fixed in that mm. way of this is, this is good. This is bad. Ooh, I'm happy. More of that. I'm horny. Oh, mm. please. More yeah. of that. <laughs> Always. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm anxious. Why am I anxious? Mm. I'm scared. Why, why am I sad? Why am I angry? Why? Mm. How do I fix this? You never say, why am I happy? Mm. Yeah. Um, and so it's just, it's a lack of education. Mm. Uh, we're not taught in school about emotions. I look forward to that day where um, healing is normalized where healing trauma is normalized mm -hmm. where we have classes in school that teach you emotions are actually energy in motion we yes. are energy yes. and the late there's labels we give to that we give to emotions sad angry happy joyful excited but below those labels it's just energy, which mm. means it's a sensation. Mm -hmm. So take excitement, for example. Excite, being excited and being anxious feel the same sensation in the body. What's the difference? The context you give it. So if you're walking down the aisle about to marry your sweetheart, you're going to say this is excitement. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm excited. It feels like butterflies in my stomach. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If your boss calls you into his office and says, yeah, we need to we, talk, we need to talk, <laughs> you're not, you're going to define it as, you're going to label it as anxiety. Mm. So the mind gives it the context, mm. the label, the story, the story. Yeah. Um, which is why mindset work, story work is very important, mm. but also acknowledging the sensations, the energy, the, the body and its brilliance to, uh, to, to release, to mm. heal, to integrate. Um, so I love it. You know, it's a holistic approach, your mind, body, and spirit, you know, you're training all of them to be able to essentially add to your experience of life, make you a better version of you, whatever that is for each individual and be able to live life to the fullest, right? And that's, I believe, the goal, at least for me, 
like so since I've started doing self-development, you know, at first it was very ego driven, you know, like especially fitness and all that kind of stuff. And now it's literally just about having the most fun I possibly can and, and surrounding myself with the most fun individuals I can. Because for me, as you start healing yourself, your vibration changes, right? So the people you start attracting are more like, like attracts like, right? So you start bringing in different people and it's very interesting, you know, and on the topic of mindset work, I mean, we could go into a rabbit hole of how things show up that people think jump into the victim mindset. Oh, why is this happening to me without realizing that's what they're actually creating? And so like, I'd love to talk about that for a second. Like what's the process behind that? Like how people end up essentially manifesting what they don't want, right? Like their language, we're kind of on the same subject. So I'd love to like dive a little deeper there because I feel for me, that was huge when I started becoming aware of that. And so if I'm, my hope is that someone listening can become aware of maybe how they're manifesting what they don't want, maybe in their language, et cetera, and maybe how to go about remediating yeah, that or starting yeah. the process. So I imagine if you're hearing this for the first time, what we're talking about, what I'm about to elaborate on is going to sound a little bit woo-woo, a mm -hmm. little bit. What I mean by woo-woo is just like uh, not logical, not grounded in reality. And my invitation to those of you that feel that way is test it out, experience it. Only when you experience it will you understand it. So um, if you're in a place in your life where it's a struggle and then something else happens that adds another to that start, you know, another level to that struggle. Um, take a pause right now. And if someone were to ask you, you know, how life is going, what's going on with you, um, notice how you would speak about it. Life sucks. I don't know why everybody fucking has it all good. I'm, you know, I'm struggling over here. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody wants to help me. Like, just notice, right? I'm, I'm giving a, an extreme here and an extreme that is reality for a lot of people who are just like bitter and angry and wondering when it, when is it going to be their turn? When are they going to get lucky? As if it's something that someone else gives to you instead of a permission that you grant yourself, something that you choose to right into existence in your life. And so as you reflect on that, notice your energy. Notice what vibration, like how you're feeling. And as the next shitty thing happens in your life, notice the feeling that that gives you. Most likely it's going to be the same feeling because... The universe responds to, to frequency, to energy. And that is a little out there to say as well that you really would only understand if you explored those realms. Um, but it does. And so a first step for those that are in a place of shit sucks <laughs> or I want this to get better is I want you to take on believing that you are the writer, you are the director, you are the producer, and you are the main actor in the movie called your life. And now you're the editor. Edit that script for a sec. Say something else, even if it feels fucking foreign. Because it will feel foreign, because you've never said it. You've never said it. And I have some examples I'll share of my own life in a second. Mm. But you've never said that to yourself, so it's gonna be like, Whoa, I've never tuned into that radio station before. <laughs> Tune into one. it. Yeah. Listen to it for a while. Fake it till you make it, so to speak. Mm -hmm. or, or, or state it until you see it. Yeah, face it till you make it. Yeah. Yeah. What's up, ladies and gents? I wanted to take a second while I had your ear to share with all of you a very important announcement. Now, anyone who's been listening to the show for some time now, knows that I am passionate about coaching and helping other coaches up-level their coaching practice. 
What I have noticed in working with hundreds of coaches is that coaches of all different types are facing challenges with being able to get their clients strong and consistent results, understand where to put their energy to allow their practices to thrive, stand out in the vast sea of coaches, move from imposter syndrome into trusting themselves, and ultimately make the money necessary to be financially independent in their coaching practice. The root of these issues comes down to a lack of connection with your creative force as a coach and entrepreneur. Now this is why we at Highly Optimized have created the Connect with Cannabis 10-week coaching certification program. The reason that cannabis is the focus of our program is because cannabis acts as an imagination medicine. And in order to break free of these challenges, you must first be able to imagine yourself as the coach that is successful and has been able to break free of these challenges. When you are able to truly imagine and connect with the most powerful version of yourself, you can find the clarity to build your business, your authentic voice to speak directly to your clients, and the faith that you can overcome everything standing in your way. Once you have experienced and learned how to achieve these results for yourself, you will be able to offer this same unique skill set in your coaching practice to support your clients in overcoming their limiting beliefs and allow them to experience the breakthrough results that will make you stand out as a world-class coach. In this program, you will learn the science behind cannabis, how to experience the healing powers of cannabis, and how to facilitate these healing powers with your clients. With personalized one-on-one support on how to apply these frameworks into your business and weekly group calls within a community of coaches just like you, you will be equipped with a unique skill set that will allow you to get consistent, powerful results with your clients, feel confident in your coaching abilities, and allow you to gain financial independence while having the opportunity to wake up each day excited to share your important work with the world. For anyone listening who is hearing the call to set yourself apart and develop a unique set of coaching skills not found anywhere else in the world, jump over to the link on our Instagram bio and book a complimentary call with me today. Together, we will go over your current challenges in your business, your goals for your business, and decide together whether you qualify for a seat in the program. The next class begins February 9th, and spots are filling up quickly to be a part of the budding movement that is cannabis coaching. So book your call today and position yourself as a leading voice of how to work with this sacred plant medicine in your practice. Thank you all for your continued support, and as always, enjoy the show. And start to see what you attract. I mean, when you think about, um, if you go to the gym and you got one more set to do, your muscles are done. If you say to yourself, I I can't, I can't, I can't. The body listens. Mm -hmm. It goes, okay, that's the spell. Have a good ever. Now you can't. Yeah. And if it says like, okay, I could do this. I'm strong. I'm capable. I'm strong. Capable. You do. You're going to crush it. You're going to crush it. And so, same thing. Start to speak and envision what you do want. Truly take on believing that you are the creator Mm. of your life. Now, it's easier said than done. And I'll go back to my analogy of the garden. Because this is the... If we were to look at that analogy, my garden sucks. There's just weeds here. I just want these weeds to go away. Why does everybody else get a beautiful garden full of flowers and vegetables? And then I say to you, we'll change a script, meaning go to the store and pick up some, uh, you know, pick up the seeds of what you want. Come back. And, but you still got to make room for it, which means you need, a, you need to become aware of the weeds that are there. You need to accept it. You need to move through it. So I had an experience just last summer. So look, I've been in this long time going on 17 years and I still uncover things that are unconscious. And um, I realized that I operate with my, that the way I always operated with my body is that like, it's not, I'm not strong. Um, and it's how I would approach fitness as well. Or I was always healthy, always ate really clean and all that. 
Um, but anytime my body experienced any pain, any kind of discomfort, my nervous system went into, uh oh, something's wrong. And I had this epiphany, this realization of growing up when I was a little girl, my mom suffered with, um, with autoimmune, with asthma. And she had a lot of asthma attacks and she was in and out of the hospital a lot. And so I imagined that witnessing my mom and mom is your role model for self, like that's, yes, that how that imprinted me seeing my mother, so therefore myself, um, feel weak, fragile, sick, that it imprinted me with the body is weak and fragile. And I sat there and I'm like, whoa, I've never seen that before. Awareness, bing, bing. I was like, I don't think I have ever stated I am strong. And so here's the thing. This was a minor weed for me. So, you know, if you're at a garden, there's some weeds that you could pull out with your pinky. Like it's that light, that easy. And then there are ones that are much deeper, much heavier, usually connected to an event, a bigger experience. Um, this, this wasn't a big experience, meaning uh, in my childhood, it was just repetitively what I saw. So it's just like, this is the way it is instead of a one-time incident. So just becoming aware of it and realizing I have never stated, I've never tuned into the radio station and said to myself, I am strong. And I was like, whoa, what if I start saying now, I'm strong, I'm healthy. And in the past year, um, right after that, so I started saying that and I started saying that when I'd go for a swim cause I love to swim or I go for a run and it was different. There was more commitment there, more belief there, more drive. I imagine more too. drive. Yeah. yeah. And, um, I was struggling with some health stuff last summer from having, well, unbeknownst to me at the point at the time a lot of pathogens and parasites that were leading to autoimmunity, which mm. was leading to extreme discomfort and body pain mm. in places where your body should not ache and yeah. hurt. And it was constant, like chronic. So I was led to a uh, naturopath that I've been working with now for eight months. And I've never felt so good, so healthy, so... Uh, vibrant and strong and like got back to working out with a trainer and weightlifting in the past few months. And it's just like, I know that at 41 years old right now, I'm going to be at like the best health and shape ever. And because there's a, I mean, there's always a desire for that, but there wasn't, there wasn't a role for that in my movie. It's like a calling now. It it's almost like script. it's uncontrollable. Yeah. It wasn't scripted in there before. What was unconsciously scripted in there before was, um, you know, you're weak. The body is weak. You're weak. Cause that's just what was modeled to me. And I never saw that. Mm. Um, so that, that, that's the power of, of stating something new. And sometimes it, it requires, more tools and deeper feeling um, like my relationship with my father, you know, when you don't have daddy around much um, for those of you listening, mom represents the self dad represents everything. That's not the self, mm. the world, others, dad is your first experience of something outside of you loving you because mm. mom's love is self-love. Mm. <laughs> it's love that you uh, experienced for nine months in the womb. So when she held you the first time, it wasn't new. It was familiar. Mm. Dad's love, first time he held you, and he was on like 
ecstasy because there was a lot of pride there in that moment sinking in of like, I created this. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. And yeah. so much joy and like, wow. And feeling that for the very first time, you experience love. So dad becomes the first love in all of our lives. And either daddy li lives up to that or he breaks your heart. And so if dad is the role model for love and dad doesn't spend time with me, then love's not there. And when I faced that dark night of the soul, when I finally accepted that about seven years ago and moved through the grief and the sadness of what it was like for a little girl that just wanted love to be there, mm. yeah, <laughs> to not have that, it started to shift how I related with men. Because you can mm. imagine I attracted the same thing. Like the beliefs that, that got formed by not having daddy be present with me were I'm invisible to mm. the world, to others, right? Because dad is the world. Dad is others. So I'm invisible. I don't matter. Others are more important than me. And do what others want to make them happy. Cause mm. that was my, that became my strategy to survive that trauma mm. was if I want time with dad, I'll just hang around dad with whatever he's doing. Mm -hmm. So he's working from home. He's cleaning, he's, he's cleaning, washing the car, whatever it is. I'll just go help him. But there was never just like daddy daughter date. Yeah. Quality time. Quality time. Yeah. And so it formed my script of this is what relationships looks like because mm. dad is the role model for others, for relating with others, for love and relationship with others. This is what I can expect out in the world when I venture yes. out. Yes. This is love. Mm -hmm. Love is um, you do whatever it takes to help your the other person. Mm-hmm. Love is no emotional availability. It's probably me getting less attention than I'm giving, right? Like, yes. Yeah. And so for those of you listening that um, have been in many relationships and you're like, why do I keep attracting the same person with a different face? It's because your life is a movie and you inherited a script. And if the script said, this is what love looks like, then you keep looking to cast someone to play in that movie scene with you that fits the script. So you keep being attracted to that same type of personality, that same energy uh, until you flip the script, until you change it. And mm. so um, it, it took me many years. <laughs> uh, and one of the, about four years ago is when I was, last single <laughs> and and almost 38 years old and feeling like will it ever happen for me will i ever meet him and i was dating a guy at the time who i know i knew wasn't my the person one. yeah we just had you know easy relationship fun time together great sex mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and but i was uh seeing my brother about to get married and have a baby and all that. And I was just like, my heart was like, I want this too. Yearning for something deeper. Yearning for something deeper. Mm. And I had to feel my biggest fear. I literally convinced myself that it was too late, that it would never happen for me. I looked for evidence everywhere. And I like fully grieved and created that worst case scenario. So for those of you that are afraid of something so much so, I want you to uh to write it out as if it's the reality. And mm. and cuz the the brain does not know the body and the mind do not know the difference between imagination and reality. That's mm -hmm. why we watch movies and we, we're crying. Yes. Even though you know it's, it's a script. It's yeah. made up. <laughs> they didn't really die. <laughs> they didn't really die. But yet your body responds with those emotions. And so I tricked myself into feeling it fully so that I saw, so that I wasn't afraid of it anymore. Mm -hmm. And then on the other side of it, I was like, okay, so now that I felt that and I know that I could be with that, I've expanded my nervous system's capacity to be with that experience. Now where now it's like, okay, 
that's not reality. <laughs> it's not too late. It's still possible. And where have I been sabotaging that? Where have I been unconsciously putting myself in situations that don't give me a chance to have that? And I was like, oh, I'm dating this guy that I know isn't it, which means I'm not making room for my person. And three days later, I had a conversation with him and I'm like, look, this has been fun and all. And I want to transition because I want to make room for my my person, my beloved. And uh, I I said to him, I have never granted myself this statement. I get to have 100% now. Mm. You declared it. <laughs> I declared it. And I realized I've never said this. And inside of that, dating became different. Because now, and, and, and as soon as I let that relationship go... It freed up so much energy. I attracted six men in a matter of two weeks. <laughs> You're like, get out of here. <laughs> and with each guy, if they are like, oh, this one guy made plans with me, but then he didn't really show up, or he like waited till the last minute to call me to confirm it. And by that point, I had already. I was like, nope, this is not a hundred percent. Everything, everything I filtered through, um. Is this a hundred percent? And therefore I was able to not waste time with the first five guys. <laughs> and I remember even saying, like speaking to my guides and angels and universe and saying, please make it really obvious to me who's worthy of my time. And then I met my fiance. Mm. Two weeks after I completed that other relationship. He was guy wow. number six <laughs> and he made it obvious because in our date, which turned, went from happy hour to happy eight hours <laughs> as the night progressed, he kept making more plans with me mm. and he scheduled, like, he was like, you want to go to a Coldplay concert in two weeks? And I was like, <laughs> okay. This is obvious. This is someone who's showing up like, you know, I'm, I'm interested in you. I want to date you. Yeah. I see potential with you. They're leading, right? Yeah. Like a salsa dance. He's doing yeah. the masculine aspect, which is leading so you can fully express yeah. and give him that love. Yeah. And on date number two, he was like, can I tell you, I feel like you're my person. And I'm like, whoa, is this happening? Yeah. This is new. I had to like pinch myself yeah. because again, I created a whole new possible scene actor to show up in my life by declaring and committing to because you're gonna get tested when mm. you declare i get to have yes. are you gonna show up for that movie scene or are you gonna revert back to i have to settle for whatever i get or i'm not worthy or blah 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 mm. um so those are two examples that i wanted to share of like a minor and a major you know, the, the like health one was like minor. I was able to shift that right away. This one was like years of, of layers of grieving different aspects of love and relationship. Um, and so that's only something that you could do mm. that we as individuals can choose to do for ourselves. Life is not an observation sport. It is not. Get on the court. Direct um, experience. Yeah. And work with a coach. Yes. Like who gets, who starts a new sport and gets on the court and thinks that they could win the game without or win the having, playoffs or go to professional, yeah, you know, basketball, whatever. having that. So, um, you could do that. There'll be a lot of trial and error or you can, Work with someone who's already done it, proven systems and tools, and win the game of life, mm. live the life you desire much sooner, much quicker. Mm. Yeah, and it's like, you know, the real most valuable resource is, uh, is, is time, right? So it allows you to save time. And that is so beautiful because as we know, life is short, right? I mean, you can spend it in the ways that we've talked about in this episode and you can spend it fully, fully expressed. You can, you can, uh, spend it in love. You can spend it in excitement, actually seen as excitement, not anxiety, right? When you can flip the script on all of these things and become aware, accept, and then surrender into it, 
your experience of life becomes better and you become more of the unique medicine that you have to give the world because we're all a unique set of fingerprints that will never walk the planet again and have never walked it up until this point. And so all of this work, the reason that I do it is because it allows me to express my unique medicine more. And I feel just as Gandhi said, if you want to find yourself, lose yourself in the service of others, that's the best way I can be of service, right? By doing my own work. Ramdas has a quote like that and I might butcher it, but it's like, the best work I can do for me is work on me. The best work I can do for you is work on me, you know, where it's like you reflect what you believe. And so I love that. And that, that is freedom. Mm. Like when you know yourself as a creator, as someone that could at any point tune in to your heart and say, this is what I desire now. Mm. And I'm abracadabra going to start speaking that into existence. I'm going to align with that. I'm going to make room for that. I'm going to feel everything that's in the way of that. Prioritize. Yeah. That's power. That's freedom. Mm. That's creation. Sovereign being. Sovereignty. Exactly. And where most people are before they embark on this heroic journey is survival. Is... I don't want that to happen again. You know, I was talking to a guy that was here this weekend and he's in a new relationship and he's meeting his edge of like the, you know, the fear of of committing. And I helped him see that he learned from his parents um, because mom was controlling and dad was submissive. Mm. (laughs) And I imagine dad didn't, enjoy being submissive yeah (laughs) most men don't and even though daddy was wonderful with his son daddy felt not free not fully expressed trapped and so i helped him see that that is what's creating that fear for you Mm. if i commit to a woman and i actually fall in love and want to spend the rest of my life with her what if that means I'm miserable and stuck like mm. my father was, even though he hit it really well for me. And so a lot of us are operating in, I just don't want that to happen again. Running away want, rather than running to. Running away, yeah. which means if you're running away, you are in survival. Mm. And if you're in survival, you can't be in creation. Mm. You can't. And that's a, and being in survival is exhausting, not <laughs> yeah. freedom. Yeah. And so I know as human beings, we are all seeking freedom. Mm. Um, unfortunately, when we don't face our dark night of the soul, when we don't go for what's really going to give us freedom, we're going to look for it in little moments, whether it's a vacation mm. or, um, you know, a one night stand or protectors you know, yeah drink. or 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 drinking or <laughs> smoking yeah or smoking um or success like mm-hmm. when i make the millions when i have if all this that, then that then i'll be mm-hmm. and i've worked with many successful i mean my, my my co-facilitator chris yeah and when i met him he owned two successful brick and mortar businesses he had the beautiful wife, the two dogs, the house, the real estate investment properties, the dogs, the picket fence, right? That people looking at him from the outside looking in would say, that's success. Mm-hmm. And he came to me and he was like, I'm miserable. I'm not happy. And I feel the burden of like the world on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. And I said, that's because you haven't been the one in control. Your ego has. And our ego, guys, we need our ego. It's the ultimate protector. It should be our best friend. Yeah. Reworked in a way Reworked that is an alignment way. for us. Yeah. But it's 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 gonna it's the part it's the part that's gonna keep you in survival. So when you're in survival, the ego's like, I know what to do. Mm. And um, you'll create a whole a whole life for yourself <laughs> that isn't yours. Yeah. Like he Live your you own know, life, guys. Yeah. <laughs> And to live your own life, you have to unlearn the script of what you inherited. Life is limited to be. Mm. 
And so just take a moment and, 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 and reflect. Look at mom and dad's relationship and what they model to you. Look at what, how mom took care of herself or didn't take care of herself. Um, look how dad showed up in the world and in his career and in business and with money. And see if you are living your created life or you are just continuing on with what your past generations have done, which is why you see like generation after generation of the same thing, whether that's wealth (laughs) or poverty, whether that's, you know, abuse, alcohol abuse, all that until someone is brave enough to face their darkness and to say, this isn't mine. And, and, and I feel what I inherited. And now I have a choice, a real choice to create what I desire. So I just want that. I want that for everyone that's listening to just have that freedom to know that you can create heaven on earth and that we need each other. We need each other to do that. And our, our children and our, and our children's children need that. Cause if you look at the state of our country and our world right now, it is being run by a bunch of wounded, unhealed children that in adult bodies in adult bodies um you know their egos are running strong to just defend and protect them and make sure that they're you know quote unquote safe that they're safe (laughs) and that their lineage that their people Mm. survive and hold on to what they have Mm -hmm. it's a me 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 instead of a wee, wee, wee. A wee, wee, wee. All <laughs> inclusive, like, you know, ev- everyone everyone could win. So uh, take your that. power back. <laughs> and the way to take your power back is to have the courage to, to face the parts of you that you feel or have felt powerless mm. in. Like, you're responsible. Mm. No one's going to do it for you and that's the best part of it right that you are responsible you can take your power back Mm -hmm. unlock that creative potential and become unstoppable in the experience of life and the experience of being you yeah fully you you know not the version that someone told you you should be yeah and and for a lot of people they don't run towards that because it's scary hell yeah (laughs) and it's and it's unknown so Therefore, look at someone that's already been through it. Let them pave the path for you and hold your hand through it. Mm. You'll have a better chance of that. Your option is that, (laughs) doing it yourself or not doing it at all and Mm. continuing to live in survival. Mm -hmm. So, I love that. (laughs) Anat, this has been... So amazing. I think I speak for everyone listening and myself right now when I say it's super powerful. And I want to make sure I give you time before you run to the airport to plug where people can find you. How can they find out more about Training Camp for the Soul? When does the next class start? Any pertinent information I'd love for you to drop. Yeah. Next class starts September 8th. It's a 90-day virtual. Um, If you want to connect with me, Instagram is the place because I DM every new follower. I want to get to know you personally. I don't just want you following my content and my life. Um, and then if you already feel a pull, a calling to discover what is training camp for the soul about, you can just go to trainingcampforthesoul.com. And uh, yeah, I look forward to supporting you. Thank you, Ryan, for having me on here. And thank you all the listeners for Tuning into my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I have one final question if you're up for it or not. All right. So that question is, if someone listening can only choose one thing to highly optimize their life, what would Anat Paris suggest that change be? Learning to develop safety within your system, within your nervous system. Building the capacity for your nervous system to hold and experience anything that comes up. 
You can cultivate and build your nervous system's resiliency and capacity. That's a superpower. Mm, I love that. <laughs> Very good advice, guys. Seriously, reach out to Anat. It's the best program I've ever taken. And guys, Anat is someone I've been very interested in having get onto the show for some time now. Her experience and approach to healing trauma is something that has been one of the biggest game changers in my development as a human being. The ability to help people put down the weight they've been carrying and pick up the experience of life they've always wanted is a skill that is becoming more and more sought after. And believe me when I say that wherever that movement goes, Anat will be at the front of it. If you listened to the show and felt a calling and curiosity to dive deeper, reach out to Anat today and begin giving yourself the most full experience of life today. Also, if you enjoyed the show, I would be so grateful if you could show some love on iTunes by leaving reviews and ratings as it helps more people hear about the show and receive the messages within. Anat, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. And until next time, journey well, be well. Much love over to you. Namaste. What is up, everybody? I hope you are all enjoying the show, and I wanted to stop by real quick and share a little bit about our latest podcast sponsor, Freedom Builders. Now, Freedom Builders are a team of graphic designers, website creators, videographers, social media marketing experts, and coaches that build out your custom online business from A to Z. This is a done-for-you service, which means they do the work for you while you get to put your focus back on what you love most, which is coaching your clients and bringing in sales. Now, as a former online fitness coach, Mike knows where your struggle points are and exactly how to help you overcome them. This is why he created Freedom Builders, so that you can scale your business while protecting your time and your energy. Now, you guys know that delegation is a business superpower, and you can activate this superpower today by scheduling a complimentary call with Mike at freedombuilders with a Z on the end.com so you can start building the freedom that allows you to take your business to the next level. Alex and I recently connected with Freedom Builders for our Connect with Cannabis build out, and we could not have been happier with the results. With Mike and his team, they were able to go through an outline and create a personalized program for our experience, develop our brand identity, build and design a custom branded webpage, professionally edit our program video content, custom design all of our slide presentations, automate our email marketing sequences, create a seamless payment system for our offer, design unique infographics for our social media content, and guide us through our proven launch blueprint to generate organic leads through our social media. So if you're a coach, facilitator, or healer listening to this ad right now, and you are looking to put freedom back into your life, once again, go to freedombuilders, with a Z on the end, dot com, and book your complimentary call today. I hope you all enjoy the rest of the show, and I'm wishing you the best day ever.